than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Look out, Captain. A nuclear missile, guided by a blind man in a wheelchair. We're going to die. Relax. It's just the typical confusion podcast hosted by Jim Holiday. Oh my god, he's so sexy and cute. Come to me, Jimmy. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Typical Confusion Podcast. I'm your host, Jim Holiday. Don't forget you can contact us by email at typical.confusion at wics.cc or call us directly at 609-491-3068 or follow the show on social media. Facebook is facebook.com forward slash typical confusion podcast radio. Twitter is TCPC radio. Also, check out our affiliate link inside our show notes. If you sign up with Buzzsprout using the affiliate link, you'll get a free $20 Buzzsprout credit just for signing up. Check it out. It's a pretty cool deal. More coming up next. Stay with us. Man, oh man, the Flyers are missing three key players right now. Scott Lawton, James Van Riemsdyk, and Travis Konechny. That's just three players that we're missing. Ryan Ellis hasn't played in over a year. And there's a few others I'm probably missing. But man, it's a struggle for the Flyers right now. They're 7-8-4 after starting. 7-3-2. It's a struggle right now. Carter Hart's been playing well this year. But he didn't play well tonight. He let in five goals. The defense is porous. And they got to tighten things up. Scott Lawton just got hurt a game ago. He fell on the ice and hit his head. So he's out with concussion protocol, most likely. Man, I just hope things get better for this season. I'd hate to see this season go to waste. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Typical Confusion Podcast. I'm your host, Jim Holiday. Don't forget you can contact us by email at typical.confusion at wics.cc or call us on the Google Voice hotline at 609-491-3068 or follow the podcast on social media. Facebook is facebook.com forward slash typical confusion podcast radio and the Twitter page is TCPC radio. More coming up next. Stay with us. Hello again. We're back with another segment for the Typical Confusion Podcast. It is October the 19th, 2016. Guess what, folks? Our banner for the podcast has finally been updated to reflect the name of the podcast. We had to use an old banner which was not designed for our podcast because it was the only image we had. We finally got our banner replaced today. Now, 
when you go to audioboom.com and you look for Typical Confusion Podcast, you will see the change reflected. It may take a while for iTunes to update. Hello again and welcome to the Typical Confusion Podcast. Today is the 24th of October 2016 and I had to pop back in here. I am experiencing a very, very interesting situation. I am teaching a young woman about the American way and she is from Iran. The language barrier has gotten in the way. We're doing pretty good. Today was a good day. I taught her some situations about certain things. She had um, lessons about Pavlov and um, things of that nature. And I basically translated what they meant and tried to make her understand how it all comes together. Keep in mind, I don't have a teaching degree, folks, but I'm doing the best I can. But I had to share this with you, and uh, this is a good spot for typical confusion because I'm still confused. And about the time zones in Iran, if it's 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, it's 6.30 a.m. in Iran. So, that's the story from here, folks. Hello again. Today is October 30th, 2016. Today is the 78th anniversary of Orson Welles' Mercury Theater on the Air, War of the Worlds broadcast. With us via Skype on the Typical Confusion podcast is Lale Radda, and she works in court as a solicitor she lives in tehran which is a city in iran and she's here to tell you what life is like in iran for a totally blind person here she is folks hello everybody um i hope have a good time and enjoy of this program. Uh, as uh, our friend Jim Holiday said, I am Lale Arabzadeh from Iran. I live in the capital Tehran. Oh, I am, as he said, I'm blind and I was blind when I was born. So I had lots of experiences in this kind of life. And um, uh, if I want to say about myself, I should say I studied uh, in the course, law, law course, and I finished my master. Now I am student in uh, PhD of private law uh, in a good university here. And also I'm working here. I work as a law solicitor here. It means that I work I work in the court and I help people 
solicit people to follow their cases in court. I ask their law questions and legal. Um, I try to solve their legal legal problems, and um, I follow their cases in court until they until they uh, finish it. They find some results. Um, now, what is now for a blind person in Iran? What is it like for you on a daily basis? Um, do they look down on people with disabilities in a country such as Iran because it's not as uh, open as America is? So, how do they view persons with disabilities? Iran is a safe country. We have no war, no fight, nothing. And you know, we have a very ancient culture here and very, um, you know, very good people that always they care and they look at their way around. And when I put my legs in the street, everyone wants to help me. It's the attitude of people about me. So I don't feel any problem here. My country is a Muslim country, but it's not restricted. Uh, when I go <clears throat> outside by the force of law, I must wear hijab. I also believe in hijab. Um, um, but hijab doesn't mean my country is a strict um, country. I feel very free. I feel free. I feel uh, fine uh, when I live here. Everything is here. Uh, and when I need something, I can find them in very um, high level, high uh, quality. Uh, no, I don't think the, the blind people or other people have any problem in my country. Uh, I have many friends that live here. Just maybe sometimes uh, we don't find some facilities like some, for example, French books, German books, because uh, it's not my uh, it's not my country, but uh, just uh, to find some books um, in any other things, uh, there is no problem. Also in books, uh, with the help of some friends, uh, everything will be solved as well as. Well, my question to you is, why do they restrict the internet? Why, if the country is, as you say, why do they restrict the Internet usage like Twitter and Facebook and YouTube? Why do they restrict it? I mean, we don't have restrictions in America, so why restrict it? It doesn't make any sense. Why do they filter it? Real, you should not ask this question to me. You should ask this question to government, but I... Their uh, reason, as I know, is uh, some uh, sites are not good. Means uh, they are 
uh, out of moral, for example, the porno. Right, right. yeah. Okay. They're not good, so they filter it. And they say there are many wrong relations in the site of Facebook or um, Twitter that um, help people, that um, make people in the wrong way, so they filter it. Many people talk in these sites in bad ways, they start bad relations. They don't use it as well as it's possible. They use it just in the wrong way, so they filter it. I'm not agree with this, but the reason is... is There's ways to get around the filter called VPN, and it doesn't work yeah. well, but it does will will allow the filter to you to get through the filter. Um, all right, well, that's pretty much it. We don't want to take up too much time because I've got to make sure that I still have time left on here. I, I've only got 60 minutes on these podcasts, but that was a great example of um, how, you know, I figured, well, this would be a great idea to get a different perspective from a different country. And um, I will edit this down and uh, we'll put it in the Typical Confusion podcast. Yeah, and thank you. I want to say thank you for your program. And I want to um, give my, um, give my, uh, tell my obscure that I wish that one day that all blind people in all places of the world have a group have a group that can talk with each other and uh, exchange their experiences. Right. It's yeah, absolutely. Very helpful. So I hope someone can find people from other, from different countries and make this relationship. The Typical Confusion podcast banner has finally been updated in iTunes. So now everything is correct. That is awesome. It took a while. I couldn't do it. I tried. And they changed some things around on the Audio Boom website. And I had to have Audio Boom set everything up. I had to send support tickets in. And they got right to it and did it for us. So now we're cool. All right. One other question that I'm going to ask the listening audience. And that is... If you had the chance to talk to one deceased relative for one hour, who would it be? Mine would have to be my grandmother. And I'd be interested to find out what the public says. Again, the question is, if you had the chance to speak to a dead relative for one hour, and you could only pick one relative, who would it be? My thanks to Lale Radzada for appearing on the show. There is a man by the name of Jerry Skinner who has profiled some of the most famous men and women actors and actresses in the world. Persons like Greer Garson and Darla Wood from The Little Rascals. This time he profiles a town on Interstate 40 called Corvo, New Mexico. 
It's very interesting stuff. For years, I've traveled to Interstate 40 across the country. I've always wondered about the little ghost town that lies somewhere between Santa Rosa and Tucumcari, New Mexico. And I know that if you traveled I-40 through that area, you've noticed it and wondered too. The interstate runs right through the middle of the town. Now this time, my curiosity just got the better of me. Why would a whole town just decide to up and leave homes, churches, schools, and buildings and just get up and move. We're now standing on the north side of the expressway looking south at what is left of the little town of Cuervo, New Mexico. Now this building for years served as a schoolhouse and I've seen pictures of this building when it was in much worse shape than it is now. Somebody, I think, has put a new roof and barred up the doors and windows. I think it must have been recently bought or something. It could have been somebody that maybe went to school here years ago or in some way has a professional or personal connection to the community. Actually, lots of people are interested in old western towns and love to search abandoned buildings just for fun. Some take entire vacations just searching through old ghost towns. Although I didn't go into any of the buildings, I believe passing by, I did see some actual old pictures still hanging on the walls. Now, if you're thinking about exploring Cuervo the next time that you travel through New Mexico, I want to relay a story that I only learned after my trip was over. Now this is the empty Getty Memorial Church. Some say it used to be a Catholic church, and then later on it was a Baptist. I don't know. But as you can see, it looks better than most of the buildings in town. It has a fence around it, and the windows and doors are nailed closed to keep everyone out. Well, there's a reason for this. I grant you it wasn't always in such good shape. In June of 2013, when an Albuquerque couple who loved exploring old abandoned towns walked through the open doors of this church, they were in for a shock. Scrolled across the sanctuary in blue spray paint was the words, Church of Fornication. Now, thinking it was most likely just vandalism, they continued their quest to one of the back rooms. This time they felt more than shock. This time they felt fear. They had stumbled onto what looked like an active sexual trophy room. Pinned to the walls was used ladies' undergarments, and by each item written on the wall was a brief explanation of the activities relating to that garment. The couple quickly informed the New Mexico State Police. They investigated without results. Items began missing one by one off the wall. And then channel KRQE News 13 out of Albuquerque 
did a nightly broadcast in October of 2014 after they had heard about two lady photographers that traveled around taking pictures of old abandoned buildings. They were photographing an old house seven miles west of Cuervo, just off Interstate 40, when they discovered the same items arranged in the same way and with more detailed stories. Just thought you might want to know. In 1901, the Chicago, Rock Island, and Pacific Railroads helped establish Cuervo. First, it was railroad workers and later others. By 1910, cattle ranches began to spring up around the town. By 1926, the town got its biggest economic boom when the new Route 66 was established. The Mother Road, as it was called, bringing thousands of travelers out of the dust bowls of Oklahoma on their way to the Golden State, right through Cuervo. Soon they had a filling station, a hotel that travelers could stop and spend the night, a medical clinic in case of injuries or illnesses. Those were the good old golden days of Cuervo, and it lasted until the late 60s when the nation was introduced to the superhighway system, Interstate 40, the same as Route 66. It went right through the middle of town. The town was informed, if you want people to continue stopping, you must have an on-ramp and an off-ramp, costing millions, and the town had to pay for it. Cuervo, New Mexico simply didn't have enough money, even though it meant the death of their town.